friends, welcome back to the Ransom Tart Podcast. John Eldridge today with Alan Arnold on our team. Some of you know Alan from our events or from previous podcasts. Alan is actually the director of our resources, message development, and podcasting here. So he's often in the studio with us here, though uh, you might not hear his voice on every recording. Alan, welcome. Thanks, John. We actually wanted to pick up with the themes that we have actually been talking about the last couple of weeks, the idea that, first off, God has words for us over a season in our lives, or as we were describing, we'll often ask him for words over our year, around the beginning of the year, and, and they tend to be both interpretive, and you know, they kind of give interpretation to the year, or they tend to be directive in the sense of what we should be pursuing, like intimacy for Stacy, right, yes, and right. beauty for me. And then those words also often end up being, I think I want to say sanctifying because of what they invite us into and mm-hmm. kind of some of the things that that sort of flushes yes. in us, right? right? Which I think has been your experience, Alan, and I think your story of kind of almost struggling with what God introduced, <laughs> I think it's really be helpful for our listeners to hear. So start with what was the word? What was one of the things that Jesus spoke yes. over this year for you? Well, for the past three, four years, every year I would listen, since I heard your counsel on that, to just start the year listening for a theme, a word. And in the past, it's been a little more self-evident what it would meant at least early on in the year. This year, the word I heard is one single word, and it was jubilee. And I had no idea. It sounded really good. Right. But had, that sounds cool. Yeah, like positive, but not a lot of clarity on what it meant. Mm. And so as I was asking God, it really was a cool journey because God brought me into there's many areas of your life this year that I want to speak jubilee into. Mm. And my initial inclination was, well, it's probably financial. Okay, great. Would love that, God. <laughs> you know, bring Jubilee into our finances. Right. We would love that. Sure. Who wouldn't love that? Right. And kindly, I just heard him say, it's all areas, Alan. It's friendships. Mm. It's health. Mm. It's your children. It's relationship with your wife. Mm. And yes, it's finances too. It's It's all of that and more. And so- For me, it was taking on a posture from January 1st, even when you didn't see those things bearing fruit immediately, of, okay, I'm going to step into Jubilee with God. Yes. Like praying for it, agreeing with it. Agreeing with it, being expectant. Okay. um, And living as if it were already happening, even when there was, you know, more month than money for the things you were hoping to do that particular month. Yep. And every day, really looking to God for, okay, usher in Jubilee. Mm. Show me where that is Mm. and being very expectant. So here's the really cool part. At a January boot camp, I was there with the resources and was talking to a friend. And basically, he offered me the chance to come up and visit his family. Uh, They have a vacation home. And he said, Alan, why don't you and your family come up and spend some time with us this summer? In a beautiful place. Beautiful place. In their home. 
in their home, wow. actually a vacation home. So it would be a home we would be in. Oh, no kidding. Separate from them, but to spend time together as two families. Yeah. So magnificent, generous offer. Mm. And Sure sounds like Jubilee. Sounds like Jubilee. In the moment, even, God stirred in me a sense of this is part of what I was telling you about. But, John, the, just in my own spirit, there was that initial rush of anticipation, and then quickly I kind of amped it down to, mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know, God. And literally from January until April, didn't do anything with it. And summer's coming up. You know, this is something <laughs> right? they need an answer we need to plan our summer. Mm. And the most generous offer I found myself sitting on and where that took me with God was, why am I so quick to trust God and step out in faith when it's mission-oriented, when it feels like it's for the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Or and, work. Or work. Or others. Absolutely. Others are, you know, education for our children. But when it came to joy, I found myself hesitant and as I ask God about that, would you give me an image of, of what's going on? Because it helps me to visually see things. He gave me this image of God and I at this really nice restaurant. He invited me there. We had an exquisite dinner. And then at the end, the check came and he handed me the bill. And I found myself going, I can't pay for it. Like, I, I don't have the funds for this dinner. Like. Mm. It was wonderful, God, but now you've stuck me with the bill. Right. And I can't afford it. And that was my feeling toward this whole vacation of, boy, what a wonderful offer to have this vacation home for a week. And yet the cost to get there, the plane tickets, what we do while we're there, we don't have the funds for that. And that was a moment where God said, I've got it handled. Do you trust me? Mm. And so part of Jubilee, the word I was given this year, yes, it sounds extravagant, but part of it is the fathering for me of will I step into that and especially will I step into the joy? Mm -hmm. Because that for me has been extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels too much. It feels almost not necessary compared to the mission-oriented things. Yeah. I just – think that's so true to human nature. I resonate. I sense that our listeners resonate with joy is actually something difficult to chase, to receive, to embrace, right? To expect and anticipate. Yes. And it's a really disruptive experience last night on this. Our son Luke is home briefly between uh, his spring semester And summer school, he's got some summer school classes he's got to take in college. And so he'll be going back up to Spokane. So we get him for a few days. And we just had this wonderful time last night. And uh, he was talking about some really beautiful things that God's been doing in his life this semester. And Mm -hmm. and joy, describing some joy. And and Luke is a very joyful person. He's definitely the glasses half full kind of guy. Yes. Always looks on the bright side, always the one to bring a positive spin to things. And it was, I'll be honest with you, it was really disruptive to hear his joy because it caught me in the poverty of my own 
Yes, right, yes, like a yes. kind of like just by way of contrast, you mm-hmm. know, loving and rejoicing in his joy as a parent mm-hmm. would, but then God was kind of also like nudging it to go, man, you're really good at perseverance, and you're really good at discipline, and you're really good at even at like self sacrifice, and yes. you'll fight the battles, you know. But John, like, listen, listen to the joy, and what does that stir in you? And it was stirring things. Yes. Right, the ambivalence, the fear, the you know, can I go there? Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that's for many men, and for a lot of the the women listeners, like the chance to step into joy with God, to see yourself on the playground with Him, pursuing passion, mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. It does feel like that's the last thing we ever get to sometimes, or believe is even something God wants us to do mm-hmm. some of the time. Mm-hmm. Th- this vacation we're going on is at the ocean. I love the ocean. It's the place where I most come alive and the last, well, it's been almost 10 years since I've been to the ocean. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. Like, what is it with that in us? Like, wait, 10 years and that's where you most come alive. Right. Why? Right. What happened? Well, since we've moved to Colorado, it's a lot easier to just grab a tent and go camping. Yeah, sure. And it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's almost like the tug of gravity pulls us into, well, yeah, let's do that for a weekend or two, three days. But the thought of an extravagant vacation at a place you love by the ocean, yeah. it just always felt like it just was frivolous. Mm. And then, John, just a funny end to the story so it was everything I could do about three weeks ago to finally book the tickets and go, okay, God, like, I'm trusting you. You've invited us into this. Okay. I know it's you. And so let's do it. So did that and still felt like, oh, man, this is extravagant. Well, right when I was booking the tickets, Kelly came in, my wife, and said, hey, hey, hey before you book the tickets, I just heard God say, While we're going through this part of the country, there's a writer's conference, and God wants you to just go there and be poured into at the end of this trip. So I think we ought to extend the trip by a few days. And you're going to go to the conference. And yeah, she wanted me to go to the conference. And it was even more pressing into, (laughs) whoa, I'm thinking, whoa, wait, this is even more expensive now and more time. And God, it feels like I've just been treated to something, and now he's saying, here's something more. And it feels too much. It feels too much. And thankfully, my wife, she ushered me into that joy and said, it's not too much. It's God helping you come alive, helping us come alive. And so now we're doing two things in only a way that God could have orchestrated it, timing-wise, his generosity. But I say that to just say it's Mm. the word jubilee has taken me through a big stretching and growth period that I I didn't expect, which was how generous God is and how free it is to follow him into your desires. Yeah. Huge. Free and disruptive and sanctifying and, right? I mean, like when he speaks these words into us, and it might be over a year, it might be in a season of your life, he might speak it over your summer, he might speak it over a relationship, a new job. You know, a class you want to take it can be in all kinds of different situations. His words are always invitation, always promise, but he's also after something, right? He's after something in you. He's pushing into stuff. Yes. 
lovingly, fatheringly, right? Yes. Firmly, insistently. I mean, here you are, you're barely able to get yourself to book the tickets and then Kelly walks in and goes, no, no, let's extend it by three more days. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love God. I love his pursuit, not only to bring us joy or someone else might hear love or rest or intimacy with me, yes. you know, all kinds of different words over their year. You know, he's not only after bringing us good things, but he's also after the redemptive process that's involved in that, right? Right. Well, and John, on the, you know, the trip, I realized I could say no, I could rationalize it, and it could never happen. And from a financial and other perspectives, that would make total sense. And yet I would never get to see what God had in store or know him in a way to see Mm -hmm. him come through by doing that. Mm -hmm. Your story with Luke, I was wondering, how did that play out in your heart? Like after that was stirred, what have you done with that since then? Well, that was last night. I mean, it's literally like, I don't know yet. We had that conversation and we all went to bed. And so I'm aware of the disruption and I'm struck by the opportunity of inviting God into it, pursuing God with it. And, oh man, it just, the thing, if we will let it, Hope, desire, dreams, expectations, words of promise, you know, the pursuit of joy. The reason that we stay comfortably distant from those things is because it surfaces a whole nother, you know, Pandora's box of stuff in us. Fear, resignation, cynicism, uh, hurt heartache, disappointment, you know, to hear someone else describing, you know, how wonderful their job's going right now and how much they're loving their work, you know, can be really disruptive because, you know, it may stir your cynicism and resignation or hear someone talk about, you know what, I've always wanted to, you know, learn how to paint or, you know, I've always wanted to fix up that little cottage in back. And, yes. you know, you hear someone talking about a dream they're pursuing. You know, on the one hand, it's very inviting and exciting and hopeful. But frankly, it also stirs in mm. us unresolved things God wants to speak to. And I think that's what the conversation with Luke did for me. It was like I could feel like, oh, boy. Okay, Jesus. Like this is wonderfully disruptive. You're after – you are after in me cynicism – Right. right. And, and I right. think I think for guys, it's not only guys in particular, but I think there's something in guys of just work. You know, we find our value in work. We find our security in work. You know, a lot of women do as well mm-hmm. and, or performance or staying busy and that kind of thing. So it's both. It's the invitation to dream, hope, you know, expect good things from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also – you, woo, you can feel the redemptive disruption as someone else is talking about that, you know, right. their joy, their dreams, uh, things happening in their life like, whoa, God is also putting his finger on things in us that need healing or, frankly, repentance yes. you know, out of the cynicism or the resignation, right? Yes, right. Well, and God's disruption, as you're saying that, it, it is an invitation that I hope the listeners, like, if we could tell you anything, it's don't dull that invitation or don't try to just turn the volume down mm-hmm. or be distracted. But mm-hmm. 
actually allow when the disruption is from God yourself to be pulled into it. Yep. Because that that's the gold right there. Is yes. what you know what we're saying is allow him to take you to that different place to heal that, to address yep. and to awaken things in you that you may have never even yep. thought of. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. C.S. Lewis said, Joy is the serious business of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like he felt that joy is heaven's economy. Joy is heaven's theme. Joy is heaven's heartbeat. And they take it very seriously, right? It's not right. a it's not a frivolous thing. We're not yes. we're not talking about being silly, right? Or, right? or or foolish. We're talking about allowing joy to invite and to disrupt. Yes. Friends, when Alan told me this story, it just felt like it was such a good fit into the things that Stacy and I have been talking about the previous two weeks. So we wanted to share this with you today as a further fuel in your relationship with God. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast, John Eldridge, this week with Alan Arnold on our team. And we invite you to come to our website and discover all the really cool things going on, the new events, the new offerings of video on Ransomed Heart TV, lots of free video content on there, ransomedheart.com. <laughs>